0: Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw!
1: Conrad! Touchdown, Touchdown, Kentucky! (laughs) Victory, Kentucky!
2: (laughs) Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses.
1: She probably smokes marijuana.
0: Hello everybody, happy Tuesday to you,
2: April 18th, 2023, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll Radio, Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning, hope you're having a great start to it, it's a little chilly out there, you may need a light jacket this morning, but then you will not need it when you leave later this afternoon, it's going to be beautiful. Perfect day to get out to Kentucky Proud Park, watch the Bat-Cats if you've got nothing else going on this evening. Going to be a good good day for you. Going to be a good show. We've got Nick
1: Roush back in the house. Roush, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. I appreciate y'all holding down the fort for me while I uh, uh, got an education in horsing. Uh, it was, yeah so It was what? lightning.
2: Like you acted like we had some clue of what you were doing. We had no idea what you were talking about.
1: Uh, so feature for YouTube for Derby just takes a while to to do that stuff. But, uh, long story short, I I was even talking to, uh, somebody yesterday. It's like, I mean, you've driven past some beautiful horse farms, right? Have you ever been on one? Do You know what they do on them? So that's kind of the purpose of it is here is what the big stink is. You see them at the racetrack, but here's where they spend, you know, 80% of their lives. 90% 90% of their lives. Don't so, they yeah. just
2: get busy on the horse farms? Isn't that that's their part of it. That <laughs> was, yeah, that
1: was something else. I'll tell you what. Hmm. Yeah. Some of those people, I mean, they got, it's a six man operation just to make sure two horses are. And you could only, unfortunately, go during the radio show. I mean, that's, that's when they do their things early in the morning.
2: About Trevor hour. texted me and he was like, uh, so I had to wake up early because Roush went and hiked to a waterfall. And I was like, I thought he was at a horse farm. Um, and then he, I was like, where did you see that? And he's he like, Facebook. And he sent over the picture. And I went, well, Trevor, that was posted a day ago. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> was, was it, was it very like, oh. warm and sunny? Like. <laughs> I love that he was thinking, like, on a 40-degree, cold, windy day, I would just... Monday, He was no so less. He
2: was disappointed
1: he couldn't fall back asleep after the show. Uh, he did comment and said, well, what's a bigger miracle? Are you coming up a mountain or me waking up at 7 a.m. to fill in for you on KRC? So, I appreciate it, Trevor. He did
2: fill in. We had a good time. Hope the horse form was great. When's the video going to
1: come out? Uh, it'll be, like, Monday or Tuesday of Derby Week. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Well, exciting. Give us, give us some time to get it all cooked up. Uh, so, yeah. should be fun. Scoots? Tell me a little something
0: about April 18th, this day in history. Um, in the year 2023, it occurred on a Tuesday. That's about all I got. I, Whoa. Th-
1: I thought today was a Wednesday. <laughs> Whoa. I got. I woke up excited for Survivor. I did that thing.
0: Oh,
2: uh, you can't.
1: Uh, yeah, it's the worst. Ar- too early for that.
2: Yeah. Paul Revere. Paul Revere, easier said than done. Begin his famous ride. From Charleston to Lexington.
0: I should have known that. I think this is the third straight April 18th you've brought this up. And I've missed it every year. <laughs> and
2: this these are like a histor for US history, pretty significant uh like three, four day stretch. It's kind of when the start of the American Revolution really got going. And then it's also when Abraham Lincoln got assassinated. So these few days oh. not not today, not I think yesterday or two days ago was the anniversary of Lincoln's assassination. Of course he died. The following morning, but uh, and then they the, the the hunt for John Wilkes Booth. I think maybe he got killed today. Anyways, it's a it's a pretty action-packed U.S. history few days here in middle of April. Uh, but yes, Paul Revere, his famous ride. Although there was like three other riders too, and none of them really get the same credit old Paul Revere got. So Paul Revere really rolls off the tongue.
1: You know, I'm always enjoyed sure Paul Revere ride at Holiday
2: World. Did you ever ride that? Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> which which one was that? Was that the... It was in Fourth of July land. So you had to go to the Fourth of July land. And then was it the... Uh... That isn't the one that shoots you up and down, is
2: it? No. That one's fun. I like that one. That one was one. fun. Yeah. It, like You kind of thought it was like a kiddie ride, but,
1: but it was a really good time. Yeah, yeah, because normally they just take you up really high and drop you. This was fun because it shoots you up and also throws you down.
2: Was Paul Revere at Holiday World, was it the spinny thing?
1: I See, I don't do spinny things. So... Uh, that
0: makes sense, yeah. Or was it the log ride? No, I think it was the spinny thing.
1: The log rod's uh, Halloween. Oh, yeah, it is Halloween. Because it's about like it's uh, the Let's legend go, and the rave. You go by yeah. the graveyard and stuff like that. Uh, the, the scarecrow scrambler next to it. Uh, the scramblers a are a good time. Yeah, vomit in a – it's just like how do you make somebody vomit as quickly as possible? That That is the most efficient vom- – Hell, I can't even get on a tilt-a-whirl anymore or else I'm going to be tilt-a-hurling. It's – uh oh. All right, so That was my like first sign of aging too, where I could do all of the rides and then even in late late teenage years, it was like you're an old man. You can't do these.
0: This it kinda goes to show what do you got, Scooby. It, it was like the spider one. Yeah, so the one that went up and down. I looked it up yeah. myself too. It goes to
2: show how long it's been since I've been to Holiday World. They said goodbye to that ride in 2011, <laughs> 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 Which is probably around the last time that I'd actually gone. Uh, 2 Holiday World. Oh
1: man, that was um, we used to do uh, one, once a summer. Have have gotten away from that since kids. But I think it was once a, kids
2: get older again, we'll we'll get do back that. into it.
1: Yeah, because that's a good. Uh, you know, they got a great uh, water park. And, Amazing. Uh, the Free cool, soft
2: drinks, sunscreen.
1: They added uh, a new roller coaster when I went recently, and it's by the 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 Thanksgiving area. But it's the first one that's not wooden. Wooden roller coasters, after a while, they get all rattly, and they can. Jerk you around, but this one—it's uh, your feet dangle and they shoot you off, and you do a couple corkscrews and flips. That one's a lot of fun. It's like Thunder Hawk or yeah, something like that.
2: I think I know the Skyhawk, something. Yeah, yeah, something sounds like right. That.
1: that great roller coaster, great roller coaster. I, I, that will be one.
2: Cool thing about when kids get older, that would be fun to go back yeah. to the amusement parks. And I, you know, although I, the people watching, sometimes when they're too crowded, they're just miserable. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's got to be like a random weekday or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, I, I enjoy a good music park. I do see. Uh, like I, I was recently talking to our pal Bobby Regan, and his kids are a little bit older, and he's also got a wedding, but he's doing a week of Disney um, Ooh. coming up this week, and I, I'm excited for that, but also. Uh, nervous about it, just because that. Uh, I mean, they're gonna be there a week. They're only gonna do two days. He's bringing parents. He's he's doing it the smart way. Um, but there's some where, man. I I just can't imagine if I took Duke right now, he would wouldn't remember it. You know. So I feel like you gotta let it. Yeah. Well, let him be able to at least be big enough to get on Space Mountain. Cause Space Mountain, great ride.
2: Yeah, I don't really care so much about, like, the memory aspect because, like, they'll have fun in the intermediate. So if they don't remember it five years down the road, who really cares? I will. And mom will, but true, like, especially with Frank being as young as he yeah, is, yeah. and it's even tougher just having to have somebody carry around the baby the entire time. But is he, like, rolling over, crawling?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Eating and then also screaming. At I'm glad that he's eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How old is yeah. he? Be more concerned. <laughs> well, but, you know, he's like, eat, eating know real he food. Yeah, uh, he was six wow. months yesterday. Nice. Geez, yeah, oh, yeah. I, had nice. To,
0: uh, I had to go over to one of my buddies yesterday to help him watch his kids last night his wife wanted to go out to dinner she hadn't been out since they had the kids um, they had a i think she's 16 months and then a 2 month old oh man not- it was tough it was yeah. a tough night
1: yeah that well i'm your your good friend for coming over and mm-hmm. helping out um, i'm sure they appreciated it a lot cuz you know it's um it's it can be so the the waterfall hike. Great day. We did the, the zoo lights on Friday. And then Sunday, Frank just decided he was gonna scream at me. And then do like they just all like all at once were just being jerks. And I just I lost. I lost that day. I had one parenting two days in a row. I lost that day. Yesterday kind of a draw in that we were gonna go to they're having a, an alumni night the sales baseball games. Like, oh, this will be fun. It's a nice night. Um no, it just it wasn't happening.
0: See, uh, my buddy last night he jinxed it. Our first two hours were phenomenal. When we looked at the clock and we're like, hey, we made it through two hours. Good deal. And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, this is a, it's been a pretty easy night. And I was like, you better knock on wood. And his two-month-old proceeded to cry for the next hour. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it was tough. great. It's tough. I, I had to do the thing Sunday where it was just like, all right, we're getting in the car. And uh, we just went on a drive. And they fell asleep. And I got a coffee and uh, breathed a little. It was nice. It
2: was nice. It is nice.
1: Breathing's yeah. good. Yeah, sometimes that just happens but uh to go back to our original point. I think I think my thing is like especially for Disney specific. Cuz you can do fun vacations with kids and they don't know any better and you're having a good time. But Disney, I feel like Disney's like the grand the the big mm-hmm. like when they cuz they're, they're Duke's not in the Disney phase, but he's going to get in it and you know, I've seen some other ones like Mike Rutherford's daughter, Disney on Ice, like the just the best thing you could do for uh, a kid of a certain age. It's like I, I want to wait till it's uh, at least prime time, where I can really get the juice worth the squeeze. Because you know what, I kind of miss going to Disney too. If you Scoots, have you done Disney? You were a Florida guy. Uh, no, I'm probably the only person in America that's never been to Disney. Man, you were there. I, you're probably not the only one, but you lived in the state of Florida and you didn't go to the happiest place on earth, and I didn't even check it out once. See, I didn't. I wouldn't have wanted to
0: go as a mid twenty something year old. I I think it was came from out of spite. The fact that my parents never brought me when I was a kid, and all my friends got to go as Rose kids. Situation. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate how yeah.
1: quickly Scoots is psychoanalyze himself.
2: I think it's good to be able to do that. He's got
1: a god of self awareness, like I the sideburns thing. That. He's just like, "Mom and Dad wouldn't let me have him. I'm always going to have him. Love my sideburns." <laughs> he's still so rebellious in his older
2: I love age. It. I, I think going I think you would have had fun had you gone even in your oh, 20s, yeah, sure. even without yeah. like a family of your own. Uh, it seems like Epcot is that where like the big party scene is or something? The round the world beers? That Epcot? That's
1: it. That's Supposedly it. Supposedly people
2: yeah. really get after it. I yeah. Scoots, I could see you uh, going there, having a great time, and then not passing out, but going to bed very early that night.
0: Yeah, but if and I wanted to watch the game, went to bed real early. If I wanted to do that, wouldn't I just go to like World of Beer or something and save a heck of a lot of money versus the ticket price of going to yeah, Disney? But, yeah, but it'd be like a special occasion.
1: Yeah, and it'd be like you can hop on a roller coaster in between too. Yeah, let uh, me vomit everywhere
0: because i am got a belly full of beer.
1: Well, you know, maybe it'd you'd meet somebody that way.
0: <laughs> he said it'd still be a lot of fun.
2: I do think it'd be <laughs> a lot of fun. We were talking earlier about... Santa Claus, Indiana. If I'm going there, I'm more likely to be using the Big X Sports Radio golf cart mm, than right. going to any amusement park. That's true. Cause, they say the Big X Sports Radio golf cart really is like an amusement park. You're getting to hit, hit all the best rides, the courses, mm-hmm. an amazing price, under $25 Around. Don't know if they have free sunscreen, but they definitely have. They have uh, free parking. Free, free carts. Yeah. Yep, those things are very accurate. And you can play at Park Mammoth, Old Capitol, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake, the course in Santa Claus, Indiana. Let the kids go to the amusement park. You go use your Big Exports Radio golf card. You can get it at BigExportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457, 812-725-1457. The Park Mammoth course is a beautiful number 3 best new course in the nation according to Golf Digest and one of the top courses in Kentucky top 5 as a matter of fact the n- number 1 daily fee course according to Dol- golf.com so
0: get your Big X Sports radio golf card today by the way about 24 hours of fun on that Big X Sports golf card mm. you're only going to have like 12 at holiday World so that's, that's true. what's the better deal you know that's, mm. a, good,
2: that's a, a good point Roush, there are a lot of sports to talk about. There I did are. mention the Bad Cats yeah. do play tonight. We may get to that a little bit later. Did just either one of you all stay up for the Kentucky Kings game last night?
1: No, I, I did not. I, um, I I couldn't make it for the Kentucky Kings game. I I couldn't even make it for Saturday night's one. Like I, I was fighting oh, no. it. I was fighting it, but um, you know, it just it. I I, I I even got to like four minutes in the fourth quarter, and I uh, had the old scoots the scooty where I. Try my best. I had to do the TJ and go back and rewatch mm-hmm. it. But um, I'm going to just be the old man that complains about how late these games are. It is ridiculous. Sometimes sometimes when I see, like, ratings and it's like, NBA
2: ratings, the lowest they've been, blah, blah, blah. No kidding. I'm just like, well, yeah, probably (laughs) because you've got half the country that it's 11 o'clock before it's even the end of the first quarter. Oh, they didn't
1: even tip off the Timberwolves until Sunday night at 1050, something like that. No wonder your
2: ratings are trash. Put the games on at reasonable times and people will probably
1: watch them. Or, you know, maybe have the game on that's early, not be garbage like it was last night with Uh the... Sixers in the net. That
2: should never be... I was thinking that last night. I was like, they're at the stage where a lot of times you're going to have games overlapping with one another. This should never be the unique game in a time slot. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) That that, one, it, it sweeps into USA. The Brooklyn Nets have... I mean, they shouldn't even be. That shows that they're like. While the play-in thing is kind of cool, it does show that sometimes you're just also going to get. And Brooklyn wasn't even in the play-in. No, play. yeah, they, they were, they were just 60s. already in. They just yeah, suck. so I guess the play-in thing, the play-in thing doesn't even matter in that regard. But they're whore, Yeah, don't let that be the only game. I mean, it was Please. cool
1: that Tyrese Maxey had 31 points. and we all, all like that, Tyrese and Maxey. was There, but I can't watch that game. So when I got on the Pelotron, I was listening to my podcast, and I had on uh, uh, hockey. Which, playoff hockey, Great. I, I feel like I don't need to know much scoots and I can still just get walked in briefly.
0: Yeah, ho- playoff hockey's amazing. And especially this year, the first-round matchups are electric. There are some really good
1: matchups. Are you uh, still a Florida Panthers fan?
0: Uh, no, I'm a, actually a Tampa Bay Lightning fan.
1: Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right, that's right. But I, I did need to check out the Bruins because it's one of those, well, they're so good, I, I need to see how good they are. And naturally, as soon as I turn it on, they've just taken a 2 nothing lead. Just missed the goal. Nothing worse than when you, whether it's soccer or any of these kind of, hell, even baseball. If you turn it on right after they hit a home run, you're just like, ah, gosh, that was the payout. Mm-hmm. I missed it.
0: Did I tell you about the Tampa Bay Lightning game I went to? Uh, on the glass? Yeah, you were on the glass. Yeah, and then and they scored 14 goals that game. Oh, I did not know this It was, was awesome. <laughs> it was 8-6. Did you ever
2: find yourself in like, the background of any of the goals or any of the highlights?
0: Uh, I never went back and looked. Maybe I should. I could probably still remember what game it was.
2: My my first NBA game we went to was in twenty twelve when the SEC tournament was down in New Orleans. We stayed a little longer oh, and nice. went to. At that point, it was Bobcats versus were they the Hornets? I guess.
1: Uh, I believe so. Yes.
2: Whatever the name of the New mascots were, they yeah. all they all switched up and they everything did. and whatnot. But uh, the New Orleans, I think. Lost on a walk off block. It was really cool. It was like it was the worst two teams in the league, and then they ended up getting AD and MKG the following draft. So it was the worst two teams in the league. The game was totally meaningless, but it came down to the wire. And New Orleans was going for a game-winning dunk, and he got blocked. And in the background, you can, like, see all of us going crazy during <laughs> it. And there's nobody at the game because it's just two terrible teams. But uh, I bet you're probably somewhere on the glass. I'm sure. Having having some tall splatty platties. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't know what Scoots I was. He went on a big anti Bud Light rant yesterday. Oh no! Not
0: anti Bud Light, <laughs> anti people who are anti Bud Light. He had a
1: very, he had a very reasonable take, Roush. You would have been proud of him. I did uh, appreciate Scoots. Did you find out about the outrage? Like, did you find out the outrage first and say, "Wait, why are people mad about Bud Light right now?"
0: Pretty much. I mean, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it went. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I just started seeing like rainbows on cans, and everybody was mad about it. It's ridiculous.
1: Yep, yep. I uh, I appreciate a, a good, reasonable take, Scoots. I, I, I mean, really if they do.
0: put, I'm I'm trying to think of something comparable that I just can't stand. There's there's really not, much if they put like a spinach leaf on the bottle of Bud Light Platinum, I'm not gonna stop drinking Bud Light Platinum just because I hate spinach. You know, it like, gets so
1: childish. <laughs> I love the apples to want. apples. Yeah, spinach <laughs> leaf. That's
2: great. Get your text into the Thornton Sex Line five zero two four one four. 1450-502-414-1450. One texter this morning says, I've been to Paul Revere's house. So have I. Sweet. Me too. I've been inside his living room. Been inside the guy's living room. What if he's a ghost there and he's just like, please, everybody quit. It's we're not. I never wanted this to be a tourist house. <laughs> just tear it down and put a Starbucks here or something. For the love of Pete, help me out. Oh, man. That's uh, a very common tourist destination along the Freedom Trail in Boston.
1: Let freedom reign, let freedom reign. Uh, Which, by by the way, you asked if I watched the Kings. I did not, but they won.
2: They did win. They go up 2-0. First time the Warriors have been down 0-2 in a series since 0-7, I believe. What? So the first time in the Stephen Clay era that they are down 0-2 in a series, which is just wild to say. And it comes at the hands of De'Aaron Fox and Monk. They combined for 42 points last night. They were great again. Trey is not so good. He was great, uh, or he was really good on Saturday, but he did not tr- score a point yesterday. And it was just, I, I was a little surprised again. I-, I did not say it for the game. I did my normal. I think it was two thirty to fifteen. Oh, you didn't enough. set the alarm? Didn't set the alarm. No, I-, I-, I did go to bed early enough where I was like, I could actually do this, but. It, it worked out all right anyways, uh, but going back and, and re-watching in the middle of the night, I was surprised that, like, the Kings would be up five, and then the Warriors would tie it up, and I just kept thinking to myself, like, okay, Kings, you better not flinch, because Clay will come down, hit a three, you'll go down, miss another shot, Steph will go down, hit a three, and then you'll be down six all of a sudden. They did exactly what I thought the Warriors may do to them, that... The final push, again, they'd be up five, the Warriors would come back. They'd get up by four, the Warriors would come back. And then finally, the Kings just had this offensive spurt led by, uh, what's, the, what's the former Baylor Mitchell's name? Damian? Not, not Davion. Davion. Yes. Davion Mitchell hit a huge three, and that was really the clincher And that was that. So they did what I thought maybe the Warriors were going to do to them. I'm still going to take the Warriors minus 7 on Thursday night. Also ridiculous these teams are going from Monday to Thursday. It's Sacramento to San Francisco. (laughs) Uh, For the love of Pete, they should be playing tonight potentially. Uh, They don't play again until Thursday. But I will be taking the Warriors, giving 7 points in that one. I think they'll get that series back to... I think home court may hold serve in that one, but that's awesome. It's cool to see Sacramento fans so pumped up about it, and especially when you have De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk playing such such big yeah, roles yeah. in the fun. So, especially congrats M- to Monk them. I hope they I
1: hope they win. I, there was a period of time too where Kentucky had these good scores, but you weren't seeing them reach their potential in the NBA. And I, I mean, Monk was the best of the best. He's the most prolific scorer of the John Calipari era, and he almost torpedoed his own career. Uh, some of it, he admits, was his own immaturity. Some of it was just going to Charlotte. And not, not exactly a place where people go to have a lot of success. But he got a second chance with the Lakers. Uh, played well last year. Earned a spot with the Kings. And now he's back with his boy Fox. And it's, it's really cool to see them succeeding together.
2: Yeah, I agree. And Monk got to light the beam after the game. That's their thing. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that or not?
1: Which is such a great—I I, I love a good gimmick. That and this one is the most random of them all. Oh, light you'll get beam. a Power
2: Five college doing a, be, a light the beam thing in sooner so rather than later. Does
1: it look like a Batman signal? It, it, well, no, it's just a beam. But does it like? It does, so does it like flash a light to the roof or anything? No, or? I mean like it shoots outside the arena and okay. like
2: all through Sacramento,
1: you can see this ginormous light nice. coming. Yeah, from so downtown. kind of kind of like the bat signal, but without... there's no signal at the
2: end. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. Big, a, a big thing of light.
1: So that's cool.
2: It is kind of cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I'm I, I, good for them. And and when you get the big switch too, that's just yeah. why. Why don't we uh, live life with more big switches
2: to flip? That's a good question. U of L does the they push something. Makes a bunch of, like, smoke come out. I mean, but they never... Did they Didn't UK never have something we pushed? Do that? No, we had the big drum. Oh, that, that was... A, Where's that thing now?
1: Goodness. I, you know, I actually think they still have it, but, I mean, you could see, Who thought that
2: that was actually going to work? I think whoever came up with the big drum idea, they have to store the drum in their living room.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> For the rest of their life. It's
1: also one of those, all right, what's something that a bunch of other schools do that's kind of lame that we can try now... At least when Purdue did their big drum, they did it in 1910 or whatever, <laughs> when it was an actual fun gimmick, right? This is the biggest drum in the world. Nobody cares about a big drum anymore. Uh, that, that was a very odd gimmick. Uh,
2: then UK also, of course, had the claw thing that never really made. I enjoyed the claw thing. I actually thought the claw thing wasn't the worst thing in the world. And When you had the whole stadium doing it, it was fine. You just had part of the people that didn't think it was very cool, and they didn't they didn't do it.
1: I thought it was fun. I didn't did like the And they're like, "We're
2: gonna do a William Henry Harrison inspired campaign election ball, and we're just gonna to let the fans roll the ball as like a momentum." thing. you know, they had that back in the day. It's mm. like a campaign gimmick. You'd roll the ball in town and have all his like catchphrases on there, and that was how they did uh, campaigns. That's true. You're laughing at no, me. I, I didn't true. know that. So William so it's Henry kind Harrison of like the... made it made it famous. I think Parks and Rec has a joke about it. So
1: this is like a beach ball. That goes around the stadium like a wave.
2: Do something like that, yeah. I'm just thinking of all the old gimmicks that UK could try to bring out to make. uh, Or what if they just do do? What if we're like the home of the wave? (laughs) A lot of people are kind of skeptical about it, but we totally embrace it. We're the home of the wave. Win or lose, fourth quarter, a wave's coming. (laughs) The big blue wave. Hurricane are coming! (laughs) Alabama goes up 54-14. to Fans on your feet, it's time for the big blue wave.
1: Okay. The one that was we a just lot wave. of fun. Everybody just waves. We get not an
2: actual wave, but we everybody just waves their hands.
1: Oh, how it does
2: that! Well, they do it for a good cause. We just do it, just uh, Say like saying it to your neighbors, well, like you know, you, know, and, you know, now turn to your piece. others and a sign of peace. Now turn to the other and wave. do a big blue wave.
1: I like the uh, of all the gimmicks having Marcus McClinton come out and just yell at us. That not was a the good best one. one. Yeah, not that was a good great. One. <laughs> they your feet! Oh, it, there, there's going to be one of these. That you know what? They got to keep trying. One is going to stick. Good. Yeah, Grove Street Party. That it was organic, right? You got to have these ones that are organic that stick, and they're going to they're going to have another one that comes up that's going to be awesome. That's going to stick. And I know some people
2: don't love Grove Street Party or they think it's kind of like they random think it's a, Yeah, no, it, it, it's not. It's just supposed to be, it's like background music. It's just supposed to, Virginia Tech comes out to enter Sandman. Every
1: so often, you're going to hear a little Grove Street Party at the crowd. Well, you also have to think the, the reason that that song is fun is because that's when your program seemingly turned a corner, right? The, you remember what happened, where you were when that happened. Now, for some people, you start to age out of it. I mean, not all Virginia Tech fans were around when Inter-Sandman was used when they got good in the late 90s, right? That that same thing for South Carolina. When they got good under Spurrier, that's when Sandstorm happened. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what it kind of... It's fun to harken back to that during those moments. And, like, Grove Street, even though music's slightly different, it's not that much different. Like people... The kids now are so bopping to that song when it comes on. It's not like an old, like, oh, God, that's what the old people listen to sort of thing. Did you
0: all ever see the video of Inner Sandman? I want to say it was the women's tournament when, when Virginia Tech was at home. Yes. And they banned that song Rouse did you see that they, they banned ban it
2: the, they didn't ban the song they, they were hosting the NCAA tournament so they uh, can't do their so normal could routine but they had the, to be like they're hosting but it has to be an NCAA tournament event so they couldn't play their songs you
1: can, you can only do like uh, one 30 second clip and everybody gets an equal correct. amount of time
2: yeah and then Scooch take it away
1: but
0: then you had the whole student section Rouse sing it they, it just, was, they did it, it like The crowd was, just no, no, on it, was the awesome. couch, and it was it was sweet it was awesome oh, all right. I
2: It I need to check out this year it was it was uh it it was you you'll enjoy it one more thing about the nba game for those that watched did you all think draymond should have been ejected
0: i didn't see it um but from all accounts that i've read this morning yeah probably
2: (laughs) you don't. you're not giving draymond green the benefit of the doubt
0: i never give draymond green the benefit of the doubt
2: he does get his leg tangled like his ankle kind of gets grabbed but then he just instantly Stomps like jumping stomps. You can't do that. It's an easy ejection.
1: He uh, also asked for an X-ray because he thinks he broke his ankle.
2: Yeah, he was not hat. He he. Uh, Draymond. Dream he, he was mad at Sabonis for grabbing onto his ankle, but I wonder if you suspend him for that just because it was. Well, I Sabonis had X-rays done on his ribs and everything came back fine, but if you don't suspend somebody for that what are you gonna did you see
0: against? him uh was it, uh, it may have been last night it might have been game one did you see where he sat on Sabonis I
2: did <laughs> to keep him out of the play it just yeah. I mean it was like a delay game tactic that like I you know maybe should have been a technical
0: oh or, yeah or, absolutely
2: but probably not an ejection for that I don't think you're really necessarily hurting somebody but the stepping on that's dumb even if you are getting your ankle wrapped up on like, in the intermediate. Basketball plays happen. People do fall on each other. People don't jump, stomp on each other. Yeah, I just like watched Ninja it. Ninja Turtles.
1: Kicked I mean, out. Yeah. For Pretty, sure. Tr- Draymond is just, he, his greatest strength was using his trash-talking his, just for lack of a better term, his bad behavior, right, to get under people's skins and also rally his own team, uh, but... Eh, it's almost like the jig is up for him. I mean, he's getting pretty old. He's on the on the way down. He had a nice last hurrah during the playoffs last year, but I, I remember him saying he wanted a max deal, and it's like, who, who's going to give you that kind of money? Like, you're, you're washed, buddy. Mm-hmm. You're old and washed. It was fun while it lasted. I enjoy that, you know, every I, I'm very pro-trash talk, um, pro-fighting, pro all of this stuff. I think it just makes it fun, right? And he, he plays the game with an emotional intensity that uh, we don't often see in professional sports. So I appreciate it, uh, but I, yeah, you you, it's you're, you're like, taking a little too far. Sometimes. You're you're not as good as you once were, and you're also just you cross you're crossing that line a few too many times. Fun games tonight:
2: Hawks, Celtics. Boston up one in that series. Next. Next. Knicks and Cavs. You have New York up one in that one. They won on the road (laughs) versus Cleveland. I'm
1: finally seeing this replay. I mean, he just like double-jumped off of Sabonis. He hit A twice. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Too too much. And then Clippers Suns the late one tonight at 10 o'clock. Okay. The Clippers up 1-0 in that series.
1: All right. That was one game I watched this weekend that I could not believe the ending. Where... Not only did Westbrook hit two free throws to seal it, he then blocked Devin Booker's shot at the rim to seal it. Yeah. That,
2: Some good plays. See? The Suns will really need to, to win that one. I think they, they most likely will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just to uh, – people forget – I completely forgot Russell Westbrook even played for the Clippers. I turned it on was like, what? he Really? He – That's where he is now? Okay. A lot of people are waking up to the NBA. It's playoff time. You're not probably
2: alone in that. We need to take our first break of this radio program. A lot of Oscar Chibwe news yesterday, and we're going to digest it all, talk about it, tell you what we're hearing, what we think is going to happen, and maybe some late-night breaking news regarding Oscar Sheeboy. We're going to come back talk about all of it here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Roll Sports Roll Radio. TJ Walker and Nick Roush and Justin K. Kentucky, your roll call here on Big X Sports Radio. go. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And a lot was made yesterday about Matt Jones' report that UK was having to choose between a Hunter Dickinson who wanted to come to Kentucky, according to Matt Jones, and Oscar Shebway, who needs to take time, or is taking time, to make a decision on whether to return to UK or start his professional career, and Kentucky was having to weigh both options. Do you accept Hunter Dickinson and kick Oscar out the door? Do you tell Hunter, no, we're loyal to Oscar, sorry, thanks for having interest in us, but no need to, to arrive? Or do you did you tell did you tell Hunter no while waiting for Oscar and risk the possibility of getting burnt on Oscar and not getting either one of them?
1: How about a little clarity, Roush? Can I take off my tinfoil hat? Yes. All right, here. Hold on this for. I've, real got, quick. The, I've okay. got it. I've got it. Thanks. It's right here. Me thinks that somebody needed to put some. External pressure for Oscar Shibway to make a decision. So they said that Hunter Dickinson wanted to come to Kentucky.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the perfect crime. Folks, if, if Nick
1: Roush can figure it out, you can figure it out too, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the perfect crime, though, because here's the thing. Hunter Dickinson has – he's the most high-profile player in the portal, the most recognizable name. Yes. Uh, he's – been the quietest about it. Even though he is Mr. Podcast, he's been very quiet about his recruitment. We knew that he did a Zoom with UK a few weeks ago. Uh, over the weekend, he, he's from the DMV area, and he went to visit those programs, apparently. He went home, was going to check out Maryland and also Georgetown. Yeah, was
2: it Maryland that hired his high school coach as well? Or? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, those two seem to be the favorites. Saying that Dickinson expressed <laughs> interest in Kentucky comes from the clouds. You know why I came from the clouds? It's really their last chance before they can't use that card to pressure him into making a decision anymore. So, I ultimately think that that's what this was. This was a nice tactic to use to put some heat on Oscar to pin him down and make him say one way or the other what he's going to do. And um, it sounds like it's it's moving in the right direction. It it it
2: does sound that way we'll get to that here in a moment yeah you you pretty much nailed it I think that's what was going on in this situation that being said though it does need to be stated because things in this fan base can something that isn't true oftentimes can can grow into a big weed of lies and Hunter Dickinson's not begging to come to Kentucky that just needs to be bluntly and clearly stated it's not like he has been calling john saying like i'm ready to commit once you just tell me to commit i think kentucky could have made a really strong play for hunter dickinson but even if Oscar was gone out of the picture, let's just say he didn't even have any eligibility left, I think there's a scenario where UK wouldn't get Hunter Dickinson. He'd, he'd go back home because he just wants to go back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's, there's talks around people with Hunter Dickinson that the Kansas and UK drama is just to try to make sure Maryland or Georgetown is going to pay Buck what up. they yeah. need to pay. Yeah. So when he goes closer to home, he's getting as much money as he maybe could have gotten at some other places, and he's not leaving a ton of cash on the table. I do think if Kentucky was, hey, we don't have a five for next year, we're desperate, let's go get Hunter Dickinson, and they put pedal to the metal, rubber meets the road, I think they probably could get him. I would guess that, I think they, I would feel good about UK's chances there. But this idea that like Hunter is telling UK, I'm your next five, just give me the go ahead that Oscar's gone and I'm in is not accurate. It is not accurate. It's not the case. And there is a risk that if UK were to say, hey, we like, Hunter better than Oscar, we're just kind of ready to move on from Oscar, that they wouldn't get Hunter either, and you'd be out with both of them from that regard. So it's not, a, it's not as simple as, like, they just get to say which one they want and that's who they get. There is a little risk to if you do try to go in on Hunter Dickinson, you may not get him. There may be a risk with, the, hey, putting all your eggs in the Oscar Sheboy basket, and maybe he leaves you hot and dry. That being said, there was a report last night from Mysterious Insider on House of Blue, Cats Illustrated, a lot of people think they know who this insider may be. Some don't. I won't reveal any identities. But they reported last night at 10:42 in the evening, not that Oscar's returning. That that the staff has been has been told, and he'll be back at UK. That UK, as Roush said, they did need to know if they needed to go out and try to get another big. They Hunter Dickinson or somebody else, whether it's a four or whatever it may be. That they were maybe going to have to go get somebody. There are reports now that Oscar Sheboy has told Kentucky he'll be back for another season in Lexington.
1: It should be pretty crazy.
2: Be wild, Roush. It'd be wild if that were to happen. And there's still big question marks about defense, and there'll be question yeah, marks yeah. about locker room and stuff like that. But there won't be any questions about rebounding. No, there won't no, be any questions no. about front-line depth. No, nope. we were talking about wanting just w- like ranking who your priority between Oscar Ugo and Hunter Dickinson was, and UK looking like they're just going to get two of them to match with Bradshaw, who's going to be a lottery pick, the highest draft between the three of them. It's another monster front court, but it is fair to wonder how it's all going to work. Well, if it does happen,
1: and uh, you know, let's just keep thinking ahead um, because you know some of the loud criticisms will be, you'll say, "Oh, he's a great rebounder." Yeah, but what does Kentucky won with Oscar Sheboy there? This would be his most talented team he's been on in Kentucky. Without a doubt. Yes. I mean, not even the the others would feel like a fart in the wind compared to this. So I I think that matters. Um, and we had kind of discussed it when Hugo's situation was still up in the air and you thought, well, he you you can you at least know exactly what you're gonna get and you have a much higher four with Oscar Sheboy. Um offensively, the stuff about playing away from the basket, uh, I think can work. And really, it, I think a lot of it just comes down to, all right, well, defense, let's just play overly aggressive and take the good with the bad. Like it's it's You're going to get beat sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If you make some steals and you create some turnovers, we can live with it. I think Kentucky can find a way to make this work if, if, and this is a big if, the same if that we had this time last year with Severe Wheeler, and we talked about it on this show, is this can work if Oscar is a team guy and not just a I'm going to fight, fight. Like if, As long as there's just not some sort of weird friction in the locker room. As long as they can find a way to come together to gel because that really feels like the biggest – there's been a lack of cohesiveness. I agree. And, and, and if, they I can fig- if they can get through that – then yeah, you take Oscar Sheehy back in a hard way, and I'm fired up for next year.
2: And I, and again, those questions are going to remain. I hope that there's some heart to hearts about that, and I hope that there is nothing but like, hey, Oscar, if you after this is kind of your last year to make no money in college, and we hope that he gets paid and and, and can provide more and more money back to his family and all that good stuff that we're hearing about. But hey, if you want to get paid playing basketball for many years after this one year. Get better at defense. All summer we're working on your defense. That's just what we're going to be doing. And guess what, Oscar? Like you've won national player of the year. You've had another great season. You had monster NCAA tournament numbers. If you have a bad matchup, we're just you're not going to be playing. Like we're going to take you out. We've got Uganda Kingsley and Bradshaw now. We've got other options that we didn't have that we didn't feel as comfortable with back in previous years, you're going to be sitting if it's not a good matchup for you. And you got to be cool with that. And hopefully he'll be on board with that. you got to let to develop a little bit. You're going to have to let Bradshaw develop a little bit. And I think a text on the Thornton's text line to top ahead here a little bit brings up this question, if I can see it. Well... Uh, all right, what are your all the one texter says, what are your all thoughts on who plays the four next year? I hear a lot of people clamoring for Edwards to be the four and Bradshaw the five. No,
1: Some people aren't happened.
2: thrilled with Bradshaw playing the four and complaining that Cal will play two bigs. I would love those people complaining about that that to, to know like to definitively know that Bradshaw is not going to be able to play the four. <laughs> maybe he can't. Maybe they're yeah. right. I don't it's not impossible, but like just their blind automatic assumption that he's not gonna be able to play the four. Is weird to me and folks get used to it. Yeah, yeah, because at that, least to start see, the
1: season, he is going to be your full. See, that's my big thing. It's like, I, you know, I know what John, like, I, I, I feel like I know this guy, John Calper. We've watched him coach for a long time. It's what he's going to do. It's, and what am I going to, what, what is me shouting and whining going to do to change it? Uh, uh, Roush, you're in the media. You can, you can ask him, you can pressure him. It's like, well, we had a whole season of Chris Livingston seemingly playing out of position. Ad- admittedly, it would
2: be dumb not to start Bradshaw out- off at the four, especially
1: with Hugo and assuming Oscar, Oscar is there. in yeah. the four. If, if both of those two are there, then yeah, I, I would almost never pipe Bradshaw there because he's a face-up big. He he's better facing the basket. And so. like
2: in what world though are you gonna also, Let's say Oscar does come back. Because if, if it was just Hugo, you could make a case that like maybe if he's not as developed, you let Bradshaw start off at the five, and you just kind of see how it goes, and then you'd have to probably get a transfer four in or something like that. But Oscar, it sounds like he's going to be back, which I think is very, very exciting. Uh, but let's just assume that Oscar is back. How are you not going to want the most talent on the floor as possible? What scenario would you be like, no, 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 not as much talent, please? You're going to have as much talent, and to get the most talent on the floor, that means Bradshaw is going to be the four. You're going to have Edwards at the three. You're probably going to have freshmen from one, two, and three. Is Reeves coming off the bench again? Is Reeves coming back? I think so, but that you can, I guess, debate that when we get to that. But you're going to start with the most talent you can have, and that means Bradshaw at the four. And I don't know if he's going to be able to guard at a high level at the four position. Will he be able to get out on the perimeter and just not get blown by? I don't know. And how are you going to be able to keep him inside the paint for his shot blocking abilities where Oscar you he can't really guard really anywhere on the floor? So that's stuff that they're gonna to have to figure out. One thing I do know though, Bradshaw can play the four offensively. He can hit shots. If you can hit shots, you can play the four offensively. Derek Willis could play the four offensively. Bradshaw, will he be able to put it on the floor and blow by people? Not so sure.
1: He can shoot over him though.
2: I'm not so sure if he's going to be able to blow by people by putting it on the floor. But I do know you've got three guards that are going to be able to blow by people. Yep. So if they can blow by people, you have a, a spot-setup shooter hanging out 18 feet, and he can extend it all the way to 22, if not a little further. And and Roush is, is 100% right. He's going to be able to shoot over anybody. Any four, at least. He's seven 7'1". Yeah,
1: if anything, you would worry about how well can he stay in front of some of these athletic guys. But, hell, if it's a, th- and that's if it's a stretch forward, you can... At least trust trust a seven-footer to close out on a three-point guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe so. be
2: able to get some blocks trailing or something along those lines. I don't know if it, how it's going to look defensively, but I think it's similar to what you said. Maybe you just, at some point, you'll say, hey, we're going to make sure that we're going to try to contest, play good defense, but if we give up a basket, then just run and let's just make this game in the 90s and see if they can keep up when it's all said and done. Maybe that will be the philosophy. But I know that he'll be able to play offensively at the four position. Defensively, we'll have to see, but you got to start off that
1: way. Especially if Oscar does announce his return, it will be—if it does happen, TJ—it's not going to be the same sort of honeymoon response. And I hope he—he he knows that. But it's not like people are going to love him less. It's just that
2: it, it's going to be, hey, be better defensively. Let's win. We're happy to have you. And, and here's Go the, thing the right too, way
1: TJ. Even if he does spend all summer working on defense, I don't. I have no expectations that it will get better. Sure. I don't yeah. either. Yeah, yeah,
2: I think you'd be silly too, but that should be the goal. Look,
1: yeah. Get, a, get as – I mean, his offensive game did improve when he was trying to step away. Like that 15, 16-foot jumper, especially from the top of the key, when he took it, I was confident it was going in every time.
2: And that should only get better. And maybe we're yeah. to the point where he can take it back even a little bit further where you really could play five out offensively, make him even harder to guard. But – if you can get Oscar Shebway back, and it, again, we're, re, we're there are reports out there that we're sharing with you all that does seem like he is going to announce his return to Kentucky probably this week even, potentially even today, you get the best rebounder in school history back for another year. You don't have to worry about rebounding on a team. You can allow Uganda to develop even more which could be a bad thing or a good thing but i you know you're not gonna have to rely on him he can kind of go at his own speed still bradshaw the same way and you can let bradshaw not have to worry about banging inside or turning you know you need scow to turn into a power five it never worked out it wouldn't work out for bradshaw either at least you don't have to worry about it and i agree with you i thought he got better he averaged fewer points about a point fewer But I did think he looked a little bit better offensively this past season than he did the year before. Uh, His percentage went down a little bit. Weirdly enough, would you have predicted Oscar Sheba would have played more minutes this season than he did his National Player of the Year season? I would have said uh, no. I would not have guessed that either, but but he did. Uh, All right, we're going to take our hour one break. We'll read mm. more text on the Thornton's text we'll line. Man, a
1: to chew on there, That Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450 mm. is the number. Stop by Thornton's today. TJ I did a thing yesterday where I stopped in the Thornton's and uh, mm. had a free coffee. Nice. Waiting on me. Always I nice free,
2: right? Especially uh, on a Monday.
1: Yeah, I've got the uh, the app, the Frequency Rewards app. So download it, and bada boom, bada bang, you can be walking away with free coffees just like me. <sighs> They probably have a free promo too if you download it right now. They're giving away breakfast for a while. I'm not sure what it is, but
2: they've always got something cooking up at Thornton. Stop in today. Best way to get your, your day started on the right foot. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio, hour two coming yeah. up
0: next.
1: Over?
0: You say over? I ain't heard no family!
1: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is!
1: With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome
2: back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. You're on Big X
1: Sports Radio.
2: You're getting hungry for breakfast. That's what Thornton's comes in. But keep in mind maybe a big lunch plan at Salsarita's. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthew's. Middletown has a drive through but with it being, I think, 70 degrees today, you may want to hit up that covered patio, St. Matthew's. Uh, it's great. Middletown one. Also really nice. They've got outdoor seating as well. Check out either location. Download the app. And remember, Salsaritas can do any of your catering needs. No party too big or too small for Salsaritas. And you don't have some places like, well, we need Three weeks heads up for that, not Salsa Salsaritas. Most of the time you can get it just uh, a day before. I'd, I'd want maybe a little buffer zone. I wouldn't maybe expect the day of, although I, I don't think it's impossible, depending on exactly what you're looking for. They've got a lot of really nice stuff and delicious food, wildly addictive chips and great deals at Salsaritas. Check them out today. All right, uh, we got more text. But, Roush, people are wanting to know what's the what's the dealio with with football and some of the transfers. I just wanted your takes on it yesterday, it's and I said, you know what, he'll be back on Tuesday. He'll, he'll he'll talk about some of this stuff. Uh, seems like UK may get a new offensive lineman potentially, and then yep. obviously there was a departure over the weekend. So just your
1: – whatever, take away. Take it away, yeah. Yeah, Nick Roush and the transfers. First and foremost, uh, the biggest – the highest stakes right now, you got to get yourself an offensive tackle, and Kentucky has positioned themselves to do just that with Cortland Ford from USC, who's going to be visiting later on this week. Uh, this is Kentucky's had is out; they're they're out on him, uh, big boy that started quite a bit, and, but he dealt with some injuries and then got passed up by another guy from the portal. All while they had a coaching change, so um, you know you can see where he's a starting caliber tackle for USC where uh, kind of got dealt a, a bad hand in some circumstances were out of his control, and that's how he finds himself in the portal. Um, is he going to dominate? Uh, not necessarily, but I would say he's an upgrade to <laughs> vehemently an upgrade uh, on the roster if Kentucky is able to secure a commitment. Will he be all-world? Will he be you know a guy that's going to go get drafted in the NFL? I don't know. But he he has the size, he has the potential. He also has never played right tackle where they would want him. So there's a little uncertainty there. But all things considered, he would be an upgrade, and he is the best available tackle in the transfer portal right now. Uh, but he's not the only offensive lineman Kentucky's looking at. They also extended an offer to the guard from Wyoming, whose name escapes me at the current moment. But I admittedly was a little surprised by this because he has become a very. This guy's getting offered by everybody, sort of deal.
2: Emmanuel Prignon.
1: There you go. Um, he's gotten a ton of offers, and it's like, well, where does it make sense for him to come here unless he's? It's like, why would he come here to sit? So. That's true. Uh, that that's the part that I really get. Teams want him to yeah. Auburn, Ole Miss after him. And I don't know their situations, but I'm assuming they would bring him in to start right away. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a little bit of. Uh, uncertainty in that regards, but at least in Ford's case, this feels like a, uh, instead of a big, long transfer portal recruitment, it does feel like a pretty classic, okay, this guy's going to transfer, Kentucky's his school, he's going to check it out to confirm, but uh, in all likelihood, he's going to end up at UK.
2: You feel good about that? I feel good about that. That's, that sounds confident. I hope so. I, sometimes I get worried when you get a bunch of the UK media members where it kind of seems like maybe somebody on staff has tipped off one person or maybe few people and people get excited. They want this name out there. That sometimes I, uh, it's kind of bittersweet. On the one hand, obviously they're doing it because they feel good about the situation. Uh, but I also worry about like one uh, – it's a USC offensive lineman – Linemen in the transfer portal are the hottest commodity quarterback linemen. I think it goes one-two for the most part. Uh, If you're like a group of five linemen, I would almost enter the transfer portal even if I wasn't that good. Just because, boy, does it seem like every Power 5 team after spring needs some help on the offensive line, and they're probably going to offer you some some nil deals or some promises, this, that, or the other. So it does worry me when you have somebody from USC at a position of that is that is such a hot commodity and a position of need for so many places that other schools are going to be like, oh, we know that maybe Kentucky's laid the groundwork or they've promised you this, that, or the other, but what if we beat that? What if we promised you more than that? And that can happen unless things kind of move quickly. Maybe this moves quickly. I do get worried about it, though. But I hope you're all right. I hope it, it happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the um, that's at least the assumption I'm operating under. But like I said, he that's the only case so far where it seems like Kentucky is ahead of the curve. The rest, it's kind of a keep your head on a swivel, wait and see. Uh, the kid that was from Jackson State, the linebacker Durante Davis, he visited A and M, and it looks like Oklahoma. Um, might be, might be getting a, a visit from him as well. So that, that that's one of those that Kentucky was hoping to lock it up quickly, uh, and get it over with sort of deal. But uh, this is not his first go around in the portal. Uh, it's his most prolific opportunity, so he's taking full advantage of it. Uh, we're just gonna have to kind of play the wait and see game there. I did. Uh, I did also say, too that. Uh, the Georgia quarterback Brock Vandegrift, who's just a name I've had my eye on for a while. Uh, he he uh, he had some quotes about just taking it day by day. Uh, not when when I asked about transferring, you know, just just taking it every day by day, whatever's best for me, you know. So that that that's one that I'll be keeping tabs on because it looks like he's going to lose that that quarterback competition.
2: And, and UK then, still wants to bring somebody in, right?
1: Uh, could, could be. They could have some more room. and Like you said, Andre Stewart, he entered the portal Yeah, you over were a little weekend.
2: surprised by that, weren't
1: you? Uh, slightly, slightly. Just because he'd only been here a year. But, it, I, you know, when they bring in two transfers at your spot, you probably aren't overly optimistic that anything's going to happen. But hopefully – I mean, he goes to a school that had – he was one of eight Power 5 kids in his class alone that signed – from his high school, North Cobb in Atlanta. Um, so, you know, even if though he would have only been on campus for a year, hopefully they got their foot in the door there to, to be able to recruit some more kids because there, there's a ton of talent there. But, um, I, I you know, I'm, I'm only surprised by it happening so fast, not necessarily the, the player or anything like that, because I, I don't know what he brought to the table. Heard. Almost nothing from him during his brief one year, one calendar year here.
2: I yeah, think. it seems like one of those transfers where if he goes somewhere else and ends up doing really well, you may say, like, oh, shucks, I wish they could have worked it out or found a way to make him stay. Uh, but I think a lot of people get the feeling that in a few years, everybody's going to kind of forget about him and maybe not hear from him yeah. doing big things at other places. But I uh, wish him well all the same. And probably not totally done. I mean, you'll get more portal news as, oh, as yeah. the weeks happen.
1: So yeah, we're only uh, three days in. Only three days kind of, in,
2: but for the most part, though, once this window of transfer portal ends, it's your team is your team. Yeah, you yeah. may get some departures in the fall, but not usually at huge positions of you know somebody that's lined up to be a starter isn't going to usually leave in the fall. So it would be
1: a getting kicked off or injury sort of thing that would mess with your roster at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, but while, which, can, which
2: can happen, will happen.
1: Yep, yep. Well, all this is happening, too. So, I know a lot of programs, they ended their spring practice last week. Because coaches, they want to get it over with so they can go on the road recruiting and that they can also deal with the transfer portal window. So, Kentucky will be hosting some transfer portal guys. Uh, but most of the coaches are now on the road for the next six weeks. It runs through now through... Uh, Memorial Day weekend where they can – it's a quote-unquote evaluation period uh, where they can visit some of their top 20 to 24 guys. And then it's funny too, TJ, because they have different roles for different players. So, uh, you know, they can offer scholarship to a freshman or a sophomore, but they have to tell the coach who tells the player that's at their high school without seeing them. Direct. You know, like it, there's a lot of weird – they have to kind of – do things in a weird roundabout way, yeah. but uh, but yeah, now's their chance where they're they're going to be at high schools. Uh, like you're going to be seeing Vince at high schools across the state. Uh, Liam Cohen's going to be visiting Caterbury, watching him throw. I know a lot of big time programs are going to be at LCA, uh, watching their spring practice. So uh, that's why you had a lot of teams wrap up their spring practices uh, last week.
2: Let me let me throw Brad from Bellbrook's hypothetical that he dropped on us yesterday. Okay. If you want to hear it. Curious curious your thoughts. He said, Would you rather you could guarantee you could be guaranteed for Kentucky to land cutter bowley as the future quarterback, or you'll have the option of Destin Wade at quarterback, with the caveat that he will be the fifth best quarterback statistically in the SEC, but that means Bowley goes somewhere else. Which one are you taking?
1: You're guaranteeing stats Wade. You're guaranteeing Uh, Destin
2: Wade as top five or he is the fifth statistic. Quarterback in the SEC. Yeah,
1: yeah. Taking that every time. Because, see, so
2: I normally said I would go with that, but I just think the recruiting repercussions of Cutter Bowley,
1: well, it's, worth, it's
2: worth rolling the dice there. Because it suck to see Cutter Bowley go to Tennessee.
1: Yeah, well, I, it would hurt. I mean, yeah. Just, and would, he, he's, they, they had somebody commit in his class, so that's unlikely. Uh, but, they're even mobile, you, 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 you know. Just like if it, they,
2: you just yeah. a guy that you want to go to your rival can really take the wins out of your. The, the roll
1: in the dice aspect of it is just it has not worked out for UK. No, no, and especially with quarterbacks where, because Bully, Bully is not a surefire thing either. You know, I mean, and that's for with, sure. I mean, that's with any quarterback, but a, a lot of what you're betting on is his, because um, he's got a big arm. I, I mean, because. Oh, that's just it, – it's so hard with quarterbacks. So, I that's why I'm just going to be conservative and say, all right, if he's fifth best and he can that's also good. run a little bit. Fifth best like, in the SEC is really yeah, good. Yeah, like I, I, I'll t- i take that. Um, because I, it, there's also an aspect, too, where uh, – I mean, a lot of the reason – I mean, Bowley put up some good numbers, don't get me wrong, at LCA, but he was a big-time recruit before him because he played seven on seven. And I don't – I'm still. I'm going skeptic-
2: seven seven.
1: to be skeptical of the s- seven on seven leagues because it's not. I mean, if if, if, the, if the if the the volleyball player, as like it likes to call him, if he ends up being good at uh, at Tennessee, then okay, I can start buying the seven on seven because he's, but for all intents and purposes, greatest seven on seven quarterback of all time. I don't know how that stuff translates, how well it translates. And another thing about quarterbacks, a lot of it's just between the ears, and mm-hmm. that's so hard to be able to pin down. Do I think Bowie has it? I, I I don't know. I do know that uh, one thing that makes Wade's floor higher than most is he is seemingly a robot. Right. that yeah. He's got a very uh, matter of fact, straightforward approach. Where right? I you know I don't think emotionally he's going to get rattled in big situations or anything. So um, curious curious where he's going to be on the depth chart this fall.
2: Yeah, and again, I normally lean towards the conservative options and those hypotheticals, but just from a recruiting standpoint, then think cutter bully could be a good That's, a, a, that's a, big, a fun one, though. A,
1: Brad, a Brad, Brad bringing the heat on the – Brad doesn't miss. He doesn't
0: miss. He, does he great said he's going to do it every Monday and Friday, so mm-hmm.
1: get ready. I like that. Those are, yeah. I would rather, though, like a Tuesday, Thursday, right? Those are the slower shows.
0: They can be a little
2: slower, Brad. Usually more to chew on. Fridays sometimes can be a little slow in the off season. Mondays, though, maybe not Monday. Yeah. Monday, we usually have plenty to A talk weekend. about from the weekend. Right, yeah, right, filling right. up on that. A texter says, "TJ, what church mixers were absolute bangers for you in grade school? Ascension had some pretty legendary ones. Yeah, it was Ascension for for our age group as well. And then I always get these two confused, but St. Bernard had some real raunchy ones as well. So the Ascension and Bernard, as when we were kids.
1: The older kids kind of ruined it for me for my generation. I remember cuz St. Paul was the I mean that was the that was the social event of the calendar year, but they just got too out of hand and they had to really the the parental controls really had to step in and it, it, then it became no fun. They kind of went away. Did,
2: um, did your all's parents get letters about the 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 rainbows?
1: No, no. That was not. That
2: a, was like the most like awkward. I was just like bleh. There's just no way this is like a regular thing going on at mixers. Uh, I'll leave it just, uh, just a- at that. <laughs> there were some kids that I knew that got caught like pre gaming a mixer. I can see that. It was just like it was wild. It was yeah, wild, man. Seventh and eighth
1: graders. Yep. Yeah. Wild times. It was wild times.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, what would you all would you all take Anthony Richardson over four and a half in the draft? Juice is about minus one sixty currently, but started at plus one thirty five. Along with this, when do you think Levis gets selected?
1: Yeah. The NFL draft. He's definitely going top ten, but I don't know if I'm willing to. I've already got futures invested in him, and I'm not invested anymore. Those are going to lose. So you would think that.
2: The draft had happened a month ago. Oh but yeah, folks,
1: we still have a whole nother week. See, the thing is, is once we get to the week of, it's fun. But there's there's two or three weeks in here that are just. I mean, nothing's coming up except Danny Canal hot takes. Right, like we. Why are people just? Why are people getting so worked up about his hot takes? Well, Danny Canal is just very easy to hate. There's just like something about his face, the way he talks, the way he delivers his takes, just everything. Like I get, it. I get why people get worked up over Danny Cannell, Um because he is a, a, a known hater, right? So, but also Danny Cannell, what does he know about NFL quarterbacks? <laughs> right. Um, uh, he's doing, he's sharing the same thing that has been said a lot of other times already. This, it is two or three weeks too long. They, they could do the NFL draft this weekend or last weekend. Um, the weekend, haven't it the weekend after the Masters? That would be kind of nice, actually. Um, instead, we're getting it back to back leading into That's Derby. A do we have a good. Do we have a good fight derby Saturday night? Usually, there's a Scoots. You're 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 more up to to, to snuff on this. Uh,
0: not that I know of, but I'll I'll look into that. What day's derby? The sixth
1: first first Saturday in May. So it'll be I believe it is the sixth this year. I think it is. I think it's. A, I, I I remember being works. very disappointed one year that um, might have uh, had a little too much fun on Derby and didn't make it to Mayweather Pacquiao. Yeah. Oh. Which ended up, like, everybody said it was the most disappointing fight they've ever watched. I mean, all
2: those fights were just the same fight. If you saw one of them, you saw all of them. It was just
1: Mayweather just dodging and dumping and There were some exciting moments, around. but
2: yeah, uh, we yeah. had some fun parties for those fights. We've got
0: a UFC pay-per-view that night.
2: Really wish boxing would stop letting UFC just totally take over the fighting scene. Yeah, because I just... It's just but, not as... it's not, I just can't do the UFC. Sorry. It's just not as fun like watching people choke people out in yep. a pool of their own blood versus... Yep. I I like the strategic, tactical well, aspect of boxing, which I know it exists in UFC. It's just I don't... Like, I don't, I don't know about all the secret Amazonian chokeholds. Look, look at you know, his arm. He's got it in
1: position. You're like, I, I, I can't know that. And uh, there's just more blood, right? Like boxing, you get some black eyes and stuff. But for some reason, punching each other in the face <laughs> isn't as barbaric <laughs> as what the UFC does. I like the blood. I think mean, a lot of people do. And it's obviously,
2: it's just getting more and more and more popular, and it seems like there's less big prize boxing matches, which I don't know if that's actually true or just the way it seems for me. But like, I can't get enough. Uh, there are like, I, I probably would get mistaken for being like a huge Barstool fan, but- Oh, those there, are there, so much there fun, There are though, a few the... things that they do so well, again, the trivia show, which I talk about too much, I realize it, but- <laughs> They're they're boxing. They're the rough and rowdies. The rough and rowdies. Yeah, it's can't quick, of the name for it's a It's quick. It's fun. It I, is. It's they, just a good time. And it's just like good old fashioned boxing, you don't even have to be the best of the best. But just watching two dudes or women go at it, trying to punch each other out, is a good time. Yeah.
0: Thanks for bringing that up, Roush. Because now I realize my favorite fighter is fighting on that card. Who is Who's your favorite fighter? Uh, Bryce Mitchell.
1: Well I he's got no Nate Diaz. Never even heard See, he's, I need I've got the
0: camo shorts. I brought that up before.
1: I, I I'm excited. Scoots, I know I've crapped on him before, but I think I'm gonna watch Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul when I mean it's probably gonna get delayed, but they've set a date for a fight in August, and they, that could be a lot of fun. Didn't they already fight or did he fight Nick? I don't know. I don't I barely keep up. But I saw Nate Diaz fighting in one of these things. I'm like, okay, he's fun. He throws haymakers. Let's do it. Let's take a break. A little early for a break. I know, but it just felt like we got to a weird wall right there. Brouss was tired. We're sort of talking about fight because you your UFC ruined our show, Scoots. You brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't blame it on me. You brought it up. I asked you if there was going to be a good fight. The weather for
2: this weekend. It
1: looks so bad, and I'm very disappointed. Thunder, it's going to be ruined. Is that this weekend? Yes. Yep, no way. Yeah, Derby's almost here, Scoots. What the? That, like... I mean, I missed the really? show yesterday to do Derby
0: prep, by God. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy that Thunder's already here. Thunder's going to be here. I yeah, guess that we makes were... sense. I saw they're shutting down the 2nd Street Bridge on Thursday and Friday.
1: Yeah, and we we're even... I was, I'm doing a little thing at the house for uh Louisville spring game. Prom squad's back. You're uh, doing a little thing at the house? Yeah. Yeah, I was having some family over. It was going to be a tailgate for the game. I don't know if I'm going to go oh, to the gosh, game now.
2: yeah, that's a good point.
1: Like, it's going to be just awful weather.
2: That does stink for them. I was telling Trevor that I think UL football is going to get back to being solid again.
1: Yeah, it probably will. Probably will. I don't like
2: it, but Ducky's just got to take care of their own business. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we'll take a break. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen return after this. More text on the Thornton Sex Line. And uh, there's another interesting article I saw on a certain UK website that we may talk about that as well. Mm. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Long segment, in fact, you roll call here on Big X Radio. World Scoot, you gonna be wearing your shady rays today?
0: Oh, yeah, man. I wore so I did the thing yesterday where I wore my first pair, my mystery pair. I wore them to work, and then on the way home, I wore my actual pair that I bought. So I got to wear not one but two pairs. Of shady Rays last night, or yesterday.
2: You were mixing them up. I was. You were mixing and Well, I had to
0: make sure they were both comfortable. And in full disclosure, so I get the wood ones, the timber ones. When I first got my first pair of Shady Rays and I had those wooden timber ones, they irritated the heck out of my head. But now, if I put any other sunglass on, like if it's plastic or whatnot, it irritates my head. And I can only wear my wooden framed from shady, shady Rays. So, mm.
1: love them.
2: Governor Andy Bashir released his tax returns and his statement of financial disclosures.
1: Did he use promo code BigX at checkout for twenty five percent off shadyrays dot
2: Somewhere along the lines, he was given three pairs of shady Race sunglasses. Ah. <laughs> that was detailed. Uh, not that it. Not that it's. Criminal or anything like that. Nothing wrong with it. He he disclosed it. We're all big fans of transparency here. Yeah. Well, he put
0: that in his taxes.
2: I don't know if it was, I think it maybe was in the financial disclosure. But <laughs> regardless, taxes. It's great gift. It was.
0: Great gift. I'm sure Andy appreciated it. Yeah, it's
2: good enough for the the governor. It's good enough for you. It's good enough for us. It's good enough for all Kentuckians because it's a Kentucky-based company. And polarized sunglasses at an affordable price. Use promo code Big X twenty five percent off. Save money, save time. You can be like Andy Bashir. You can be like Scooter Dingus. You can be like TJ Walker and Nick Roush and get yourself some shady rays. They make for perfect gifts also. So keep that in mind if somebody's got a birthday or holiday coming up. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Keep the text rolling in. Uh, let's see if I can find what I was gonna bring up here. Oh, I enjoyed uh, this was on a a message board, and then Freddie I saw also did this as well, ranking the home games for this upcoming season. It's a fun summer exercise. Yeah, We don't have to get into it today necessarily. But I think between Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, between those three, I could kind of hear a case for any and all of them, really. But it's going to be a really fun year at the Krogue. I'm expecting some good crowds. I was talking with my brother over the weekend. just like, it is sweet that UK football, Saturdays in Lexington – it's it's the thing we wanted it to be, and it will definitely be a thing this year. I would expect UK to flirt with being ranked. I, I would think they should, especially with the season starting off where they should be able to tally up some wins, and then you could have some big-time ranked matchups. So a lot to look forward to here in the fall.
1: It's also just going to be really exciting when you kind of get that thing cooking. You have Florida coming into town, and I know we had this discussion before, but it doesn't matter. How good or bad they are, they're, they're Florida. You're gonna come in salivating, ready to kick their ass. So that's uh, that's going to be exciting, and you oh, can really sure. get the ball rolling for a, for a. For that's a big why I think season. you can make
2: a case that Florida's the the most important home game, just where it kind of sticks in the season.
1: It might be the big the, the the biggest early pop, right? Because people show up for the first game. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're, the weather you're, should be good. You're you're just always excited, but then. When you play three kind of stinky teams in a row at home, by the end of it, you're just like, all right, come on, let's get this thing really, really going. Yeah. And Florida's going to be there, and you're going to just be just be ready to just tell some Billy to get the hell out of here.
2: It's uh, going to be a winnable game for UK. And as we mentioned, I think last week, anytime you get Florida and a chance to win, you don't care how good or bad the, the Gators are. Alabama also visits. That's going to be a huge opportunity for UK. But what are the expectations for that game? Where's the bar set for that one? And then, of course, Tennessee, anytime you get the Vols, that's going to be huge as well. So I could, I could make a case for any three of those being the biggest ones. Uh, if I were personally ranking them, and I, I do think Missouri's probably a notch below those other three, and then, of course, Eastern Kentucky, Ball State, and Akron, uh, I would have EKU last. Freddie had EKU fifth above Ball State and
1: Akron. Uh, you know, there's a little vocal flavor there. Yeah, I guess, but I certainly don't care. It's it's yeah. a it's a FCS team. Well, I I rank it higher because that means I can probably get out of there a
2: little quicker. You know? hmm. uh, so I think between those three, I would go number one. I really would go Florida. Just think it sets the tone for the rest of the season. I think it's really really important. Number two, I would go Tennessee rivalry game, could be a pecking order in the East sort of situation, could have bowl implications on the line. We've seen those two teams have that happen. And that would put Alabama number three. Not Alabama very well maybe will be the number one team in the country, but they're most likely going to win that game, and I don't think it's really going to be all that big of a deal for UK if they lose that game. So I can't put a game where if they lose, it's not that huge of a deal above two other ones where if they lose, it will be. Kind of a big deal, if that makes sense. So I go Florida, Tennessee, Alabama when ranking the home games this year for UK football. But a fun little summer exercise that maybe another yeah. day we can spend more time on. I'd skip the text on the Thornton's text line South End Josh here. I don't think there was a bigger homer than Ty Spalding or Deputy Doofus, but then this Trevor Kelsey guy opened his mouth about U of L football. It is, Roush. Sometimes fun to remember that there are newer KRC listeners that don't yeah, really know Trevor they Kelsey. They don't
1: remember that they weren't around for the Trevor Kelsey experience.
2: South and Josh, that's that's old Trevor Kelsey. He he grows on you though. I I say that to everybody, and I haven't had anybody really totally disagree. He'll grow on you. Doesn't mean you won't get annoyed with him very frequently, but you'll kind of realize he's harmless.
1: Yeah. Whereas. You know, sometimes I I think maybe the other two aforementioned doofuses might be a little might take it a little too seriously.
2: I got nothing against Ty Spaulding. Seems like uh he, he seems like a nice fella. Is
1: it cause he's the same next guy? I she think yeah, sure. Oh. Wow. Know where your allegiance is. It's to Tiger Tech.
2: Ty works is he, a lot of a lot of a lot of people say that Ty and you are kind of similar. Like there's a bit of professionalism, but obviously fans having fun.
1: Oh, I'm de- I'm definitely taking the shirts go- off way, go- way goofier though.
0: Yeah, I bet yeah. I bet he would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. bet he'd agree I'm with that. Way <laughs> like i take it to the nth
1: degree.
2: Would you all take are or we uh, we already answered that one about the draft? I wish I got paid as much to be as bad as my job as the GMs who thought Markel Foltz, Lonzo Ball, Josh Jackson were better than De'Aaron Fox. I remember going into that draft. Again, I have a lot of bad draft takes. Um, I'm not afraid. I thought Hashim Thabit would be better than Blake Griffin. not afraid to own up to him. I was right about De'Aaron Fox. I knew that that dude was going to be an NBA star. And I said it back then that those people taking Ball and Fultz over Fox were ridiculous. That one I thought was kind of obvious to me. And Texter, I couldn't agree more with you.
1: The Josh Jackson one, too, if you followed along at all, he had all of the physical tools to be the next big star, right, as a small forward, just from the athleticism, scoring ability. But between the years, it was always off. You knew Fox had a good head on his shoulders, had the drive, the work ethic. Yeah, I don't big big swing and miss. The Markel Fultz one was always funny to me, too. What, what 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 did he show you in his year at Washington?
2: That's a really weird kind of like case too. That Hell Fultz just like mentally between the years, just it all kind of came apart for him.
1: Which uh, at least he's kind of lucky that he doesn't get the same magnifying glass as Ben Simmons does. He did not not paid as well, but he isn't the biggest number one bust because he just shrunk in the moment. Right. That's. <laughs> That 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 honor belongs to another seventy er Ben Simmons. What a lot he got.
2: I, I went and did a Twitter search of my old fo- fox and monk and ball takes and me and old Hot Take Torres were having a back and forth about. Oh, because
1: he was a big ball defender. Yes. Big ball defender. Yeah. I was very happy for Hot Take Torres to get his uh uh to get his Yukon Huskies a title. I know he was he was very down in the dumps when they were in the American. It's like, what do I do? They, they lost their identities as fans when they went to the American. But you know what? Happy for them now. Very happy for them. They're in the Big East. Yeah. Big East. National champs. Got a Hurley coaching them. Well, one of the rare
2: right things uh, for me, I was right about De'Aaron Fox. So I'm going to take a victory lap on it.
1: Go ahead. Maybe take two if you want. Yeah. This is a... 414 1450. Another texture says, I've been
2: oh, I've been to Paul Revere's house. We read that one. The question is, does Cal truly want Oscar back? Is he and all is he all in on Oscar in this starting lineup? I'm curious about that. I mean, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I think Cal does want Oscar back. I think it was a fair question at some point. I think after the season there were maybe some conversations. I do think you had to consider and weigh those options. But I, I think that he wants him back. I think if he didn't want him back, it'd be everything would be would be over. Like I think they'd make it clear, like, hey, he's not coming back to UK. I think the fact that there's still a little will he, won't he situation does indicate to me that UK and John Calipari want Oscar Sheboy back. Remember John Calipari's tweet. On April 7th, when Oscar announced, Oscar fulfilled a dream being here, but he's ready to chase this next dream. He's a deal to have in your locker room because he will truly care about teammates, organizations, and community. I'm excited for him to go through this process and see if it's his time to live out his ultimate goal. So Cal addresses the locker room stuff in that tweet, Roush, Mm -hmm. and then also does add the caveat, we'll see if it's his time. Oh, not his time. Come on back, baby. Come on back, baby. I I think it was a fair question. I think we do have our answer, though. And then along those same lines, I'm just going to throw this one in. Would you rather have who would you rather have back between Big O and Big Hunter Dickinson? But they just said Big. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. 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 Um, because that was. It, let's just go back to what was being talked about yesterday. That like you did need to choose between the two of them. Hunter Dickinson's begging to come. Not the case. We talked about that in Hour 1. Go back and listen to the podcast. That's not the actual scenario of what's going on in this situation. But let's just play pretend that it was. You okay. can pick who they want between the two. Who is Nick Roush taking? Head coach, John Calipari, Nick Roush.
1: I'm taking the known quantity, the guy that's a beloved member of the Big Blue Nation, who's a two-time consensus All-American, uh, because... The alternative is him going somewhere else, and that would be weird. That would be another strike against this culture at Kentucky that just doesn't bring people back, when they clearly do. And part of the success from the early Cal era was blending in, returning good, quality, experienced veterans. They may not have been the stars of the team, but they were second fiddle to the awesome freshmen. Can't you see Oscar playing a role like Terrence Jones where – not every game he's the star. Like that that's where he would be at his best, right? Where mm-hmm. he is some games he's just loading up the box score and doing unbelievable things. But then others other games
2: he has six points and eighteen rebounds.
1: Yeah, or or, or even just twelve, right? Yeah. Like I mean yeah. that that's the, the that's the formula and that you go back to. When UK
2: was trending towards the number one seed in the 2021-2022 season, and they were only about a win away from being from making that a reality, that was the way that they were playing. When they were clicking in January, like, remember the game at Kansas, the domination of Kansas? It wasn't because Oscar had 40 and 30, you know? Mm-hmm. Keon Brooks was the star of that game. Yeah. And that, When that team was rolling, it could have been Grady one night. It could have been Brooks one night. It could have been Ty-Ty taking over a game. And you did have the Oscar games as well. Yep. It does need to – it it can't just be a rely-on sort of deal. To answer this texter's question, if it was as truly a setup in that scenario, you just get to pick one and you have it. I would go Hunter Dickinson just because you don't have as many defensive concerns. And I I would think rebounding would be shurred up enough. I would think it would be a time for Cal to be bold and brave and try something different. But that's not the scenario that it's in. And that's why it shouldn't have been painted as such. Because you can't just go do that. There's risk involved in both of it. If you went out and, and, and Kentucky made it clear that they were all in on Hunter Dickinson, Oscar isn't coming back. Like you're, yeah. that's your way of saying goodbye to him. So you're cutting that line. You're cutting bait there. Whoop, well, see ya. That's that. And then you would have a. You'd have to beat out two hometown schools for Hunter Dickinson. Right. It'd be tough to do. And then the third option is Kansas, which it's not like they don't have a lot to offer either. So I do think going back to like Brad's hypotheticals and how I usually lean kind of conservative in these, I would. Oscar's probably the better setup, and it does seem like he's going to return, so there you go. But if it was just as simple as who would you rather have, you're guaranteed to have one of them, I would take Hunter Dickinson. That being said, I had him number one when I was doing my little rankings, when we did the rank Hugo, Hunter, and Oscar. I had Hunter one, so I'm going to be consistent with that. But that being said, you get Oscar back, best run court in, in America in my the, opinion.
1: Uh, the other thing, too, with Dickinson – it's not like he's just going to be Johnny-come-lately, happy to be a part of the team. He was the biggest personality on the Michigan team, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, that
2: talks trash. You know, he's not afraid to get after it. Talks trash to coaches. I kind of like that. Like, I, I like that with a basketball player. Oscar's very nice, and that's good. He's but, a great person. But also, life.
1: I would worry about Dickinson. Like, I would worry about an alpha dog off between like Dickinson and DJ. Whose team is it? Water finds its level with alpha dog offs. I'm I'm taking Oscar though, and I'm glad that that appears. Does to seem be the like that's going to be it. I'm just
2: fine with one of them. It's still just a totally and completely dominant front court. Another texter says the series Man vs History on Netflix talks about how Paul Revere's ride probably didn't happen as we were told in school with him yelling out. However, they do say that John Henry's story is likely true, just that he wasn't a giant of a man, but more likely Scoots' sized to fit inside the tunnels. So swing that hammer,
1: scoots. Heyo. He probably found a wife. Uh, I'm confused. Scoot, you got to get out there, man. <laughs> I'm confused about the John Henry. Like, so everything he he was big, but just everything else was smaller proportions back then. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little confused about that. The history of the world, part two, makes a lot of joke. Like, Abe was just Lincoln was just depressed because he was so tall and he so couldn't find pants to fit him.
2: Saying John Henry was like just a. Workhorse type of dude, but he just was shorter because he was uh, having to go in a bunch of tunnels. So he wasn't like a six foot uh, eight, yeah. like he was probably if he's... very strong, but small huh. is what the texture said. Gotcha. I had no idea that that was even remotely
1: true. Textual. Yeah, I thought that was completely fictitious, tall tale. I didn't know there was an actual John Henry. Um, that that was a, a fun uh, series. The drunk, oh wait, man vs. history on Netflix. I thought they were talking Yeah, about I don't know drunk, if I've seen that. Drunk, drunk history. history on Comedy Central. Interesting. Man versus history. Okay. We're going to have to give that a little spin.
2: Text her on the Thornton's tag. Oh, it's our buddy John. What does John have to say, Roush? John says, John
1: here. Good morning to all. I'm glad the Kentucky guys are going crazy in the NBA playoffs. However, I still believe the Warriors will win in seven. Oh, wow besides yourself, who else would you recommend to get some great derby information to help me pick a winner and put together an exactor or trifecta to make some cash? Also, will you be putting together an article about the derby? and When will I be able to give it a read? Yeah, but it's you know still two weeks away. i got to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out um, In the Money Media Network does something called the Monster Pod where they do 10 minutes on each horse. So naturally, it's very long and I kind of listen to it over multiple days. I listen to like, a horse at a time. They kind of give you the pros and cons of each, and they'll even spend time on horses that the person they have doesn't even believe they'll win. So, um, But it, it's fun to hear varying perspectives just on how, uh, you know, they'll get people who covered the the Forte at the Florida Derby to share their pitch. So, like, they've seen this horse up close in person. They'll know that it's pedigree. Same thing with the California horses, the New York one. So, it um, gives me a reason to kind of believe in them all, but I probably won't. No, my, de- I, I'll, I'll write that article on like Wednesday of Derby Week, John, and then get it out there. Um, maybe publish that Friday. Um, but um, yeah, I, it, it takes me a while. You'll hear us when we're when we haven't gotten confirmation yet. We're still waiting to hear from the credential people. But we're backside during Derby Week. Part of I like to look at him. Like, You're a looker. Oh, uh, that that that's the one right there. That's going to be my Derby horse.
2: Did you see the updated construction of the paddock? Yeah. Saw a lot of media members there yesterday taking videos, doing stuff yeah, out the there. Oh, we didn't get to invite? No, and then other media members are playing at Valhalla today. We didn't get that invite either. Well, uh, well,
1: uh, come on, come on.
2: Tell us what's going hey, on. Hey, you're doing radio with, like, the black sheep of the media world. I mean, the freaking so, journalism
1: school doesn't even recognize They don't even recognize me. Yeah, yeah. Just Nick
2: Roush doing radio but with But I would another, have really liked, guy. like,
1: sharing pictures of the paddock. I mean, that's an easy post. I would have loved that. It would have been cool to be there. I mean, I would like
2: to someday, be, I'm sure maybe I'll have the opportunity to be in the middle of the paddock. That's cool. Like, the new paddock, there's going to be derby horse racing champions in that bad boy for the next 100 years, probably. Yep. Which is kind of cool to think about. I think it looks good. I know it's going to be really weird for a lot of people. It's going
1: to take a while to get used to. It It should make traffic flow. That's the one thing that'll be nice, is like getting. From one side the grandstand side to the that, that will be nice. You know. And then easier.
2: having the like the twin spires in the background of the horse that will be yeah. good. That will that will be nice. So I'm excited about it. It's, it's just, gonna be weird, but it's gonna it,
1: take a minute, yeah.
2: They've they've done work on it though. I was impressed with how far they've come. Yeah, it's not gonna is, be totally done this year, but it's gonna be done enough they Correct. Say.
1: this is the temporary paddock. Yes. It's it's instead of having uh it look like a coliseum, it's kind of just wood barns and mm-hmm. all that sort of deal.
2: Kinda of like they got the stage all set up, but the surrounding seats—it'll uh, look better next year. A texture says it was my generation's fault. The Saint Paul mixer was ruined. Sorry, Roush it was wild in the early to mid '90s.
1: No, it wasn't. I don't know who's bringing that up, but they, no, they lasted until like mid '2000s, and that's when they kind of uh, was like. 04 and
2: we never so. made it out to the St. Paul mixers.
1: I, I at least went to Warren, but it was kind of its last hurrah. Did you ever go to Ascension or make your way east? S- Ascension, too far. Too, too far to make it out that way. Um, instead, the, the social scene ended up becoming like high school football games. Yeah. It was a very big, very popular middle school scene.
2: I went to St. Bernard and can confirm those mixers were wild. Lots of dry humping and had claims of kid... Getting to multiple bases. At the time, we thought it was so cool, but looking back, it was absolutely insane behavior for middle schools. (laughs) I do that all the time where I look back at stuff that we were doing and just now being an adult kind of being like, holy smokes, we're lucky that we were alive. (laughs) Like, what's lucky we were alive? And those mixers especially. And boy, the smell. The
1: B.O. smell. Of oh, yeah. gosh. Because it has to be a chaperone a bu- at one of those a things. A bunch of hormones, like just all the hormones. I really do. Shout out
2: stinks. to like 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th
1: grade teachers. Oh, my, man. This, and
2: uh, apologies. I was probably one of the stinky kids.
1: Brooke shares with me some of the um, the lingo. She shares with me some of the, the things they're talking about now. and oh, man. I, I can't. I, I want to say it was like. Um, it's not, I get girls, but if it's like, uh, man, it's like, uh, yeah, but I get chicks. Do you get shit? Like, it's some, some like phrase they're used around now. She's like, I've probably heard it a thousand times today mm. and I'm losing my damn mind over mm. it. It's so, tough.
2: Yeah. Shout out to those teachers. Whew. TJ, there's actually more money in boxing now than in the past. The problem is there's too many competing promotions. UFC is smart, single channel. That's a good point. Yeah, and I I did think at one point Barstool was hoping to like take this boxing thing to like a much bigger level and like be maybe the bo- like hey we'll have the biggest prize fights uh, that has not happened if that ever. Well, was I plan. think
1: what happened is they were trying to like the, like the celebrity boxing thing was starting to catch on, they're like, let's give it a try, and those fights have all been disasters. Mm -hmm, So they realize, all right, this is profitable, we only have to do it every so often, like, let's just...
2: But, like, their prize matches when they don't have a stupid celebrity like Jose Canseco or somebody like that are, like, fun boxing matches. Bobby Lang. Yeah, like, he is a fun boxer to watch. I get it that he's not the best in the world, I don't think, but... He is really like that's the level of boxing I'd watch. All right, I got to get out of here for an appointment, but Roush is going to read the text line to finish.
0: Unbelievable! Uh,
2: see... Scooch, not, all, not all of us have nice cushy jobs and radios. So What's it
0: my have... day to have a day off or leave early?
2: You what? What about when you showed up super late like a week ago? That wasn't
1: planned. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Scoots. Uh, you some think of I'd us... rather be
2: doing... You think I don't want to talk for another 10 minutes, bro? Yeah, he would love to <laughs> talk for
1: another 10 minutes. We're... It's not like we're leaving to go vacation, right? Yeah. It's not to... like
2: I'm going to, like, you know, Thornton's to yeah. like, get <laughs> me a nice or, or, croissant sandwich.
1: Or you using the Big Exports Radio golf card. He's going to, to put in the work so he can afford to pay for all the Salceritas and Shady Rays and Big exports Radio Big golf cards.
2: The tonight. I'm thinking 10-4. Oh, wow. Big
1: 10-4. There you Man, have it. See you later. Thought they were going to win that series over the weekend. They they yeah, they really should um, have. A, had a chance there late in game three, but that was uh, stunk. It's a stunk. Disappointment. Also, Scoots, another thing, it's disappointing that you can't Finding those games sometimes can be very difficult.
0: Yeah, I did watch. Uh, what was it? Kentucky Tennessee softball on Sunday. Oh, Kentucky they lost. They lost. They did.
1: That was a good game. Yeah, yeah. I um, this is a bummer. I did get Duke to watch. Uh, they had the gymnastics national championships mm-hmm. over the weekend. And so uh, we watched a little bit of that, and he enjoyed it. He had to start practicing his flips and then going, ta-da. Oh, you're going to get him in gymnastics? Uh, I mean, if he wants to, we'll let him get into whatever he wants to get into. The I, I was thinking about it last night while watching hockey. So my dad used to bring this up where Sports Illustrated, back when Sports Illustrated went its heyday, they would do this thing. I don't know if it was every summer, but every once in a while, they would rank the most difficult things to do in all of sports and these hack old-school journalists would always say that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do. Bull crap. Playing in a hockey game or dismounting off of uh, uh, unbalanced bars from gymnastics, when I watch, those are the two sports, I think of all the sports that I'm just like, I, I would die trying to do what they do.
0: I have always said that being a hockey goalie, has got to be the hardest position in all
1: of sports. There was one goal last night, Scoots, where he did the, the splits thing, right? And the puck landed on top of one of his uh, shin guards mm-hmm. and was just sitting there. And a dude saw it, and he jabs his stick in there and knocks it in. It's like, oh. I, how frustrating. He makes the save. He's got to stop, but he doesn't have the puck covered up. And then the guy just kind of, boop, pokes it in there. The, the, the athleticism, the physicality, I mean – Imagine just getting checked by one of those dudes. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I would just crumple. Granted, the goalies are usually a lot bigger, but still. Well, no, but I mean, even, like, if you're a regular defenseman or whatever it might be. Oh, getting hit against the glass, yeah. Yeah, or or getting hit when the guys dive in front of the pucks during shots, and that thing's just going God knows how fast. I I just – I don't – it's inconceivable. Whereas, like baseball, I, I – you, if you gave me a long enough time and you promised I wasn't going to get hit by a pitch, I could stand <laughs> in there in the batter's box and eventually get a hold of one, right? You scared to get hit by a pitch? Yeah, admittedly. <laughs> <But, laughs> did not yeah. hurt that bad. Especially the curveballs. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's what got me out of baseball. Oh, if you're going to get hit by a pitch, you want to get hit by a curveball. Right, it's I know, but slower. still, I, I mean, I was, I was bailing out on on those. I did. All right, so I got to admit uh, another dad thing I messed up the other day. Uh, fortunately, this was a rubber baseball that Duke got for his birthday. Mm-hmm. But we were playing, and, you know, he, he likes to hit. He also likes to pitch, throwed me to hit. He threw some gas in there, and I just got my hands out as quick as possible. Line drive right back in his eye. <laughs> I mean, it just
0: pop. I did that in high school once. We were uh we were doing – so we it was a road game, but we would do, like, batting practice at our field before we would get on the bus and go, and I – I was never really a good hitter at baseball, but I was, during warm-ups, took a line drive right off of the face of one of our assistant coaches, and he did not go to the game that day. Ooh. Yeah, I felt bad. But I wasn't a big fan of him, so it was okay.
1: Yeah, had a time, I remember I made a, a coach's ear bleed because I hit a line drive and it turned his head and pop. Mm-hmm. Huh. Baseball. America's pastime. That's right. Let's finish up some more text here with the Thorns text on 502-414-1450. How y'all feel about Westbrook walking to the fan suite to tell him off? Someone actually got to be down to throw hands with him one of these games, and it's going to be prime entertainment. Oh, please. Uh, these players are freaking babies. They get paid so much money. Oh, you can't take a little criticism from the crowd? It, it's, it's one thing if a fan... Crosses the line and, like, dumps, you know, throws a drink. But, like, players have been getting trash-talked by fans for hundreds of hundreds of years. Grow up, you babies. I, I do get paid better than anybody
0: that's ever been paid to play a sport. I do think you're right with the line. I mean, there there's a line that fans undoubtedly cross from time to time. And that, that may be one of those scenarios. So,
1: Yeah, but what are you going to Like, there should be nothing you can't say. I don't and know. Of those if, games, it, unless it's about their kids or something. Yeah, if
0: you get to talking about any other family members, I just that that crosses the line yeah, for me.
1: But 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 still, like it's a fan. They're they're an idiot fan. What 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 are you you you, Mister John? Like it's a horrible look on Russell Westbrook's part because they won. They
0: won. You let them get to you. You know what players should do? They should just start carrying like a million dollars in cash in their pocket. Anytime a fan says something to them, just whip it out, fan it out.
1: Yeah, I thought <laughs> you were gonna say just punch him in the face and then sit it there as their settlement. You know, hmm. kind of like paying to just whoop somebody up. According to say, the fan said Westbrook to him. Yeah, yeah, what was soft? Yeah, like that is the softest thing I've ever heard. Hey, Russell, every time you react to Westbrook, they're just going to come right back at you. You were three of eighteen. He can call you Westbrook because you break fifteen shots. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up. John here. Trust me. For the last five years or longer, there are bigger names and bigger fights in boxing than in the UFC. In boxing alone, you've seen two UFC fighters cross over to make more money in boxing. We still see a retired Mayweather raking cash, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, and yeah, a YouTuber named Jake Paul turned out boxers boxer has had better views and more money than most UFC-made events. However... Since Endeavor, which also owns the UFC, bought WWE a few days ago a few days ago to form a new twenty-one plus billion dollar live sports company. Maybe they will create better excitement and advertising for the UFC and bring excitement back when they had the Iceman going crazy or Huntington Beach bad boy or Matt Hughes. Either way, it'll be nice to see boxing is king. It'll be nice to see, but boxing is king right now. The UFC just their their stars go in and out too quickly. Mm, I disagree.
0: And and John, they do have guys like the Iceman going crazy and Huntington Beach bad boy and Matthews. They they've got all those guys. You're just checked out, I guess. I, I we've got to move past this, Roush, because I am very passionate about the
1: UFC and I refuse to think the boxing's bigger. But but here's the problem, Scoots. in terms you, of money, yes, boxing's bigger. But but Scoot, the thing is though, is you're passionate about it, so you know it. I'm not passionate about it, so I don't know these names. That's true. And and like the Anderson Silvas, like the just the the, the Joe Common, like that, like you know. Anybody who paid half attention would know. The, the recognizable names in UFC go by the wayside too quickly. Indiana Tim here. So you're saying John Henry had $170,000? Because he had a wife. Ah, yeah. NBC's at our daycare today asking, three-year-old's derby questions going to play during derby should be real cute. Oh, that's that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Uh, and TJ said, there's a fake skunk smell outside the studio. Oh, so Trevor showed up for the show. Nice. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, another text says UFC is bigger than boxing. Thank you, texter. Um, Embrace debate. We'll have to do it tomorrow when we return for another edition of Kentucky Roll Call for TJ Walker. Um Nick Roush. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Kyle Tucker says I know there's some message board fodder out there because an absurd member number of people have sent it to me that Oscar Sheebay has already told Kentucky Steffy he's coming back. That is not true. Oh, there you have it. Huh. There you have it. We'll see you tomorrow. Talk about it more on Wednesday's edition of Kentucky Roll Call for TJ Walker. I'm Nick Rush. He's Jesse. King. Roll Call. See ya.